Hello there and welcome to this week's edition of the weekly chat between myself and my good mate and ex-colleague Ralph Hebgen, who, as you know, was a super duper equity research analyst for about a gazillion years in the city. Um, now, today we are going to be doing something absolutely shocking. So I hope that you are sitting down. Uh, we are going to be talking about one subject only uh, today. Um, I know. Um, so you may have heard about Twitter wanting to be the everything app. But today we are going to be talking about Apple, the everything company. So there you go. How dramatic is that? Um, so anyway, the reason why uh, we thought uh, this would be interesting, it, it, this all was sparked off by the fact that this week, um, Apple announced that they were going to be, well, they were launching a um, savings account um, in the US in conjunction with Goldman Sachs. And it just is really interesting how Apple are offering this, um, you know, they're offering this service. Obviously, we recently we've heard of them um, offering the buy now, pay later, uh, you know, a capability called Apple Pay Later. Um, and it just seems that they are really making waves again in and this time in finance. But what do you, what do you think, Ralph? Yes, indeed. I mean, first of all, I would like to say that we here at Watson's Daily wish to make your life easier. And we would like to make it easier for you in a way that you're using your time more efficiently. And that is also the reason why we're talking about one subject and one subject <laughs> only. Yes. If you happen not to be interested in Apple, <laughs> you might as well switch off now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this is something more interesting. But it's good though. Because basically, you know, obviously before <laughs> this, we, we, um, we have, you know, we have a chat. Um, and uh, funnily enough, you know, people have said to us, oh, you know, why don't you do, why don't you release that? Because, and I said, well, the thing is, is that some of the things we say and the way we say them are probably not the way that we would be able to get away with in a yeah. you know, more public forum, shall we say. Um, so so in, it's probably better the, not to. Yeah. In the age, in the age of woke, uh, yeah. th th that would have to have sensitivity read. <laughs> I think possibly. that's the thing, a sensitivity reader. Yeah, quite has possibly. To be, has to come and filter the messages. Yes, anyway, exactly. going on to said messages. Yes, yeah. I um, also do believe that Apple is rapidly, or it has already morphed itself almost mm. into the everything company. And the most recent piece of news which we are talking about here is that Apple, in collaboration with Goldman Sachs, has now created the savings accounts in America. Mm -hmm. which is offering an excellent uh, savings rate of 4.1%. Mm -hmm. I believe you would need to keep your money there for a year. That's normally the price for you to to pay um, in, in order to access these type of savings rates, but I don't know the details. Anyway, the mm. point is this savings account does now exist. Uh, it is It is offered by Apple. I wouldn't believe it is run directly by Apple. It is run in collaboration with Goldman Sachs. Um, you cannot withdraw your money directly from the savings plan. There is an intermediate um, 
step where you have to put it into what the Americans call a checking account, what we call a current account. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is to all intents and purposes a fully fledged, fully working savings account, which you access from and, and, and put into being through your, your iPhone, basically, mm. or your iPad. Mm. Uh, point being a piece of Apple hardware. Yeah. And, and, and I think this is incredibly interesting because it does tie in with the products which you mentioned. I mean, first, maybe that wasn't first, but I remember it as first. First, there was Apple Pay, mm -hmm. and then there was an incremental feature or enablement of that particular product, uh, buy now, pay later, which mm -hmm. works seamlessly with Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And now there is something which isn't Apple Pay related as such, but there's a savings plan. So, mm -hmm. so you can see how Apple is emerging into the world of finance and is emancipating itself as a player in your personal finance space. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's amazing, really, because before this, we were talking about, you know, this specific development um, that happened this week. And it just struck me that really, when you think Twitter is going at it from the other way, in a way, so they, they you know, Twitter is a, a social media platform about kind of communication and information and disinformation. Um and then it is try, you know, it recently um, announced a deal with eToro, so that you can do kind of trading. So it's coming at it from a different angle. Whereas Apple has the phone in your pocket; it's right there, waiting for you to to use. And you know, actually, over the years, they're just there's been more functionality, more and more functionality has been added, more services have been added. It is the gatekeeper of all your apps, mm -hmm. you know, and it's got wallets, it's got, you know, so it knows where you, you know, it knows what you do in like your leisure activities, it knows what you buy. If you've got the Apple Watch, it may well be monitoring your health. I mean, it just actually, when you think about it, it seems to me like Apple has become the everything company by stealth. Because I yes. think if Elon Musk said it, or if Mark Zuckerberg said something like this, everyone would be like, oh, no, this is terrible. You know, let's have a look. Um, you know, there, there's too much power here. But in a way, by stealth, it seems to me that Apple has become the, every, the portal for everything and the 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 genius in a way of this is that um by virtue of it targeting just apple users it not only makes it is you know good for their you know for their brands and pe make people want to you know make their phones more desirable but because i would suggest that apple phones tend to go at a premium you're almost pre-screening people that, you know, screening out people that can't afford it. So, so actually, you are, you know, they are exposing themselves to a client base, which is inherently more affluent. So, I mean, I know that's a bit controversial, but I would say, generally speaking, that's probably the case. So actually, the movement into finance 
makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. There is almost been, you know, pre-screening has, has almost, uh, be, you know, been done. Plus, they've got access to so many aspects of your life via your phone. So, I mean, there are, yes. you know, other things that, that I think could be done. But yeah, what, what do you think about that? Well, in, indeed, I, I, I find all this incredibly interesting to just watch how mm. various uh, technologies come together and sort of weave into a seamless experience that Mm. is enabling our daily lives. Um, Just as a perhaps an example of this, and I'm probably not going to tell anybody anything new here, Mm. but recently I was going to the dentist and I was, uh, and of course I know where my dentist is, but I was going there via a different route. I mean, I wouldn't normally go there uh, via Baker Street Troop or wherever I was. And so the journey was entirely enabled through my Apple iPhone. Hmm. I was walking in the streets and I was listening to music uh, via my AirPods, um, which is Apple technology. Uh, then I was tapping into the London Underground using my iPhone, using the fact that my credit and debit cards are in the wallet. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to, to do this because TfL, Transport for London, in, in, in collaboration with Apple Wallet, uh, enables me to do this. So I tap into the, uh, the reader on the London Underground. And at that moment, I have paid for my ticket. So I travel to the tube station. I come out of it. I open the app um, where I need to go, my diary, tap into it. Map springs up. Okay, this is now not Apple. That's a Google-enabled app. Nevertheless, uh, now I'm listening. The the music dims ever so often, and a voice appears in 20 yards, turn Mm. right, etc. And so, yes, arguably that part isn't apple that's google but it still runs on the apple software which is Mm. uh, the apple hardware which is in my pocket then i go to the dentist i endure the torture and at the end of the torture i still have to pay for it for some reason i don't really know he should give me money but anyway he insisted and i tap apple pay done Mm. so again apologies guys for telling you something which of course everybody knows but just to retrace these steps every single part of this journey was enabled through something which ran on my apple hardware Mm. and a lot of it was enabled through something which apple itself developed and invented like apple pay etc and if if you go back to twitter i mean twitter is clearly now also scrambling for ways to make itself more profitable after Elon Musk bought it and it needs to find innovative way, ways of managing itself and adding to its uh, to its features. And so the link up with Etoro is interesting. It is, it is similar, but different. It is similar because it uses its user base as a resource into which it can tap and mm. then bring... Uh, a bundle of potential trades to eToro. Mm. But it is different because it is software. It is, it is not hardware enabled. It, it, mm. it, it, it needs to run on something. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where Apple is, is different. And I think we have all come to you know, take for granted that our mobiles basically do everything. Mm. 
and the more Apple is going to be able to um, develop features, products, software, which run on its hardware, mm. the more it will actually become uh, a guide, if you wish, to mm. to basically everything we do in our lives. And I haven't even started to talk, I'm going to pontificate about that later, um, talk about things like the intelligent home and mm. Apple pod or whatever the thing is called. But th that's that's for later. Just saying that for, for now. Hmm. No, fair enough. I mean, it, it really is when, you know, I, I we take all these things for granted. And I think that, you know, the central thing being our phone and it, it's normal now for the phone to be, you could pretty much do everything on your phone. Many people probably wouldn't necessarily need a computer to do a lot of the, the basic things for, for hmm. sure. Um but I mean, you know, the other another aspect I thought of um, that that it could do in in the world of finance is insurance, because it you know if it knows from your Apple Watch, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm touching my wrist. There's no reason <laughs> I don't have one on. Um, but um, you know the you know it, the the health data comes from your wrist. Um, you have um you know it has a a, a a a money usage history of sorts on 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 the phone um you may have um itunes so you it might know what music you listen to and if you add all these bits of information together then actually you will build up a a, a pretty accurate picture of you and therefore that is the sort of information that would mean that, say, life insurance calculations could be more accurate than they are and more personalized to you and your and your lifestyle. Yeah. So, I mean, I've said this before about, um, you know, I mean, I think Amazon can do this in a way because you've got Amazon, you know, a, a lot of people use Amazon. Um, the key with Amazon is that you know, it tr it can track data of what you actually spend your money on. I mean, it's mm. it's one thing for say Google to be able to monitor what you search for, but it's another to actually spend the money. So you know, with with Amazon, you learn how to you know it knows how to spend the money. It's got music. Well, I mean, no one really listens to that, but the the um, you know so Amazon Music. Um, then you've got Amazon Prime. So that's those are good information sources. Um, and also you've got Google. So Google owns Android and, you know, it, it has its own phones. It has its own computers. But I just to, I just think out of all of them, Apple has the best walled garden of the whole lot, you know, and, and that's what makes it more even potentially even better than WeChat because it's not just for me it looks to me it's not just a software it's the hardware and the software exactly. and the great thing is i think actually the hardware is possibly arguably the most difficult to get you to commit especially as a as a very expensive item but once you've got that then everything else in a way falls together so yeah and yeah. also and also the barrier to 
purchasing an iPhone is is not actually all that high because mm. it typically is rolled into your provider contract or yeah. to or Vodafone or whatever you have. But it still makes the contract, of course, more expensive than it would otherwise be. I I, I don't know what I'm paying at the moment. I pay like 20 quid or so because mm. I own the iPhone by now and I used to have 50 quid. Now, 50 mm-hmm. quid a month is still a chunk of money. So the mm. credit checks, which you were alluding to earlier, are still sort of in place because it does speak to a perhaps moderately more affluent uh, target mm. group. Um, but it is certainly not something that you have to fork out a thousand pounds in one go in actual cash mm, expense. Mm, mm. And and so it is, it is attainable, but it is certainly not uh, cheap. Mm. Um, but also I would argue, and this is probably somewhere where I would almost need to invite comment on, on, on this. If we had a comment box, because I've only ever used iPhones and Samsung from work and the Samsung work phone didn't work particularly well, but that's not a comment on Samsung. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, or I'm not equipped to make comments like this. Mm. It's just, I found that particular interface more difficult to use. I don't mm. know what Google phones are like, etc. Mm. All I can say is that I find I, the iPhone and the Apple portable technology exceptionally easy mm. and intuitive to use. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, it, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, Apple users, um, including myself, you know, like Apple because there's yes, it's expensive, but their stuff just works, and it and it also it moves together seamlessly, yeah. which I imagine must be technologically very difficult, but it just like with all great things makes it look easy. So yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive stuff, but you yes, know, and then this... of course you have yeah. the ne- sorry. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, and, and then what? What we so what we're having is a funnel, like on Twitter. That's not specific to Apple, but it's still nevertheless there. So we have a huge data user base. Excuse me. <laughs> and they're using the iPhone every day for multiple purposes. And then when Apple uh, puts on a savings plan now, I mean, I, I, I sit up. I think this is interesting. 4.1%. Mm. Okay, I can't mm. use it. I can't use it only in, in America. Mm. But if I lived in America, I would find that interesting. Mm. And the barrier to putting your money into this is probably less than having to actually go to an online broker platform, looking around for savings contracts, using, uh, of course, comparison engines on the internet, you know, it's not that you have to read about this in a magazine and actually compare these things yourself these days, mm. but you still would have to do some sort of research. Um, whereas if it is there, and you think 4.1% is a competitive rate, well, why not shove some money into it, which you don't need anyway, because it's, it's lying around. So let's mm. use 1,000, 5,000 pounds or whatever and put it there. And And so I think the barrier to doing this, the barrier to purchasing this particular savings plan might actually be lower than it would otherwise be because mm. it is offered to you through a trustworthy platform that mm. you are using mm. every day of your life yeah. many times during that day. So it's, it, it's this familiarity with it. Mm. So, you know, it's almost well, trust, it's almost isn't like, it? It's all about it's trust. trust. Exactly. It's yeah. almost like I'm, I'm asking a mate, I'm asking you what kind mm. of, oh, okay, you told me you have 
probably would, wouldn't do it. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thank right. you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like <laughs> asking my <laughs> asking nice. asking my mate. You're getting me uh, back for the zillion years, gazillion years comment, aren't you? I think in the introduction. That's what well, it is. Mostly getting you back for not sending me <laughs> your, <laughs> the mug. What's all... daily mug? Which oh, it's I the mug. It's the, the mug. Last Twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, point. but no. Uh, obviously, if I ask you a question, what, mate, how would you do this or that? Mm. I would, I would listen to what you have to say because yeah. we've been mates. We've going back twenty years. I value mm. your judgment, and I would listen. So there's trust there, and mm. trust has to be built over yeah. time. Yeah. Apple has been building this yeah. trust, and and I think that is an important point, which which perhaps, and I'm going to have to offer this comment with due caution and care hypothetically may not be there with twitter and etoro mm, it mm. still works probably mm. well we'll have to see uh, the jury is out yeah. but it will still work just simply because of this funnel effect again mm. you have a huge user base in twitter who might be interested in doing this but mm. i would argue the trust component or the the, the em, emotive link to the platform you're using is less mm. than it, it might be with apple yeah i mean i suppose i'm putting it in, into you know my words um, i'd say that the the relationship between twitter and etoro is a lot flakier mm. than you know than this than this and and less compelling than you know what apple is doing now because it's it's offering its own service on its own hardware using its own money <laughs> and yes. with 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 help from you know uh, goldman sachs i mean presumably that that's because of a licensing thing or something i don't know but um yeah, yeah. i mean it, it it really is a, a pretty stunning development and you know the other thing as well with, with finance um you know apple doesn't have that kind of le- you know any legacy problems or anything like that so that's why i mean i in a way it's a bit of a surprising time for it to come to market um with with a with a new financial product but then again you know as we've seen with svb the collapse of svb people then just flock to the you know, they, 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 you know, there's a flight to quality. They take their money out and they go somewhere that they know and they put their money in there. And and same with this, you know, yeah. I think that um, although you think, oh, timing's a bit tricky, but then you think, well, yeah, but still, but actually, um, you know, they're a well-known name. People might be thinking, oh, maybe I need to um, put my money elsewhere. And then on, you know, up come Apple, who've earned your trust over however long it is that you've owned their phones and used their apps, and it you're almost they're almost pushing on an open door, aren't they? In, in, indeed, I I'm unsure whether this is not a well, maybe not the perfect time, but certainly an opportune time mm. to launch something like this because they have also been building trust for a while now in the space of personal finance. We've all been using Apple Pay for a long time, I would argue, and some of us have been using Buy Now, Pay Later. Mm. So some of us will already have been using a credit facility, Mm. just sort of akin to credit card, really. And um, a savings contract is not a 
you know is is a plain vanilla contract it's mm. not it's it's not it, it it's not scaring you it's not saying no. oh put your money into crypto or whatever which people no. incredulous to me uh, are actually doing but uh, but this is a savings plan mm. which mm. is something which is tried and tested and 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 so um so yeah, I I I can see how this would work. I just wanted to talk to you, talk to the other point you mentioned about mm-hmm. insurance and mm-hmm. um, insurance hasn't really been tapped in in the same way yet. I don't think, um, but it is an obvious next frontier. Now, life insurance, I don't no yes life assurance is also going to be enabled through biometric data which are collated by your apple watch for example um or of course by alternative products um but is in particular health insurance which will be enabled by this particular data because life assurance is not normally underwritten by which i mean that if you wish to get a to take out life assurance, the life office is just going to give it to you. You know, you don't have to produce data which 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 show the life office that you have a particular health or that you don't suffer from particular diseases, etc. Hmm. And, and the reason for that is simply that life offices have so ma- many of these contracts. Progressive in America, I think, has 10 million or so. Hmm. So if you add the next incremental person to it, it is not going to alter the uh, biometric distribution of data which are in your fund. Mm. It's going to have no impact at all. So you might not uh, underwrite it and that is exactly what isn't done. Mm. But um, health insurance is different. I mean, if you call up Bupa or whatever in this country or AXA PPP, they will keep you on the phone for about an hour or so to talking about all of mm. your various uh, pre-existing conditions, etc. And so that is, I think, where the collation of biometric data is going to be apl- applicable in the mm-hmm. future. It already exists uh, in the link up between the Prudential and some other company whose name I've now forgotten, Vitality, I think. Or Vitality, something yeah. It's called, yeah. yeah. And uh, they would, uh, if you if you live healthily, you go to the gym and you don't drink a lot of beer and don't party. So basically, mm. if you're a very, very boring person, <laughs> then they would give you points of your premium uh, and that's how that system works. So in other mm. words, it already exists, but it doesn't exist in a, let's say, formalized way in which data collated through, for example, Apple Watch uh, flow into the pricing of a particular policy, mm. the pricing or underwriting of a particular health policy. So I would expect Apple to perhaps look into this Hmm. into this next hmm. yeah i mean i think yes it's it, the the possibilities are endless as things stand at the moment now whether or not all this higher level you know regulator stuff that's going on at the moment with regard to data how it's treated what people hmm. do with it you know, what companies do with it um like i say as usual apple seems to have managed to not be part of that conversation overtly um but the more they provide and especially when it comes to finance i mean can you imagine if they if apple did actually 
start offering its own kind of financial services. Pro- I would have thought like, you know, wealth man, maybe it could be wealth management. Um, again, you know, from the point of view that maybe the people that have or users of iPhones, te- maybe uh, my impression is tend to maybe have a better credit rating and stuff. All these, there's just so many things that Apple could do if it was let, if it was left to do them and the regulators didn't get involved. But the risk, I think, here is that they get involved and say, hold on a minute, you know, how are you working out these, these premiums? How are you getting access to that data? Should you really be using that data? Because you've kind of stopped competitors from using that data. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it is in that space that the regulator is going to have to act in future. Mm. It, it's not so much how are you working out the premium because they're not working out the premium. That's done by the affiliated company, if mm. it's an insurance company. Mm. Or in in the case of the savings contract, one would think the link up with Goldman Sachs gives them the license mm. to to run it. And they are just simply operating as the with the funnel again the sort of um the organization which has access to the to the users to the potential clients mm. for the savings account um but it is the question who owns the data which mm. needs to be tackled by the regulator yeah and but but again as we discussed last week i don't believe regulation is a bad thing Mm, no, not at all. Uh, re- regulation, or, or let's say prudent or responsible regulation, in my mind, enables mm. uh, an industry. It enables an economy. Free for all chokes it off, and too much regulation chokes it off too. So the mere presence of regulators in the field of data and data ownership, data mm. usage, I think it is it, it is a good thing, provided that the uh, regulation which are going to develop, which are developing at the moment, are used responsibly and are not used to choke the competition mm. off. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think there's there's the all sorts of possibilities. I think you know, regulators need to get you know get involved here because Apple has you know is this just this amazing gatekeeper, and it really. I think it makes other efforts to be the everything app, even the likes of WeChat. I mean, obviously WeChat is more is more developed, but Apple has the 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 portal to it. You know, mm-hmm. um, this future via their phone, and that's very very difficult um, to to replicate. But are there any other points you wanted to make there? Ralph? Well, yes, I wanted to talk about the intelligent home. Yes. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, Because that's another area in which Apple has gained uh, a presence. It's by no means the only provider of this type of technology. But again, it is Apple, which is extremely easy to use, Mm. which slots into your existing architecture of Wi-Fi very easily. And it again the result of it is an enablement of your life which is which is just astonishing it's mm. um you to come back home you open the door you shout ziri lights and the lights come on 
and then maybe... Do you know, I would have loved it if that had gone on in your background, if you'd have said that. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, in this room, I don't use Siri. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. And then the reason for that is that I don't use Siri in any other home room oh, okay. either. Okay. I, I, I'm just setting this up now. I mean, this is oh, a yeah. new thing for me. Yeah. But it's fantastic. And, and then you can... Sounds very program, cool, I have to say. Yeah, you can program lighting or mood yeah. lighting or whatever. So you could go to the... How, actually, sorry, room. how does that work then? Do you have to get an yeah, this Apple is, uh, lighting? Or, well, everybody has on their Apple um, platform something called Home. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the Home app. It's it's pre-programmed mm -hmm. into every Apple. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, it appeared hardware. in a lot in one of the most recent updates, didn't it? Like, like suddenly you had this oh, new it's icon. It's always been there. It, it's, it? It, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's, right. it's always been there. I mean, okay. since I fused it for the last 10 years or oh, so. Right. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. And it's grown in capability. And so what you do is just basically you add some, um, in well, the, the, the devices to it which, are, which run off your Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing here is, of course, that as this technology is growing and is developing now, few homes have got the architecture that enable them to run lights or whatever of this particular system. Mm. But what you can do is that you can buy increasingly more applications which hang off Wi-Fi. I mean, if you're an Apple TV mm. or any other TV that will be run or has a link into Wi-Fi, there are other devices um, which do any kind of asset which you have in the home, any kind of appliance which mm -hmm. is not Wi-Fi enabled can be made to be Wi-Fi enabled mm -hmm. using intelligent um, switches. Mm. So this is just basically a normal plug, but mm -hmm. the plug itself is has a Wi-Fi link. Mm. And so you can basically operate your coffee machine from your, uh, from your iPhone. Mm. And then you can sort of add convoluted um, commands, which Apple call themes, I think. Mm -hmm. And you can, for example, you walk into the living room, you say, Ziri, mood lighting. Mm. And a certain arrangement of lamps comes on in a particular uh, luminosity, dimmer, mm. dimmer setting. And maybe and there was sort of sexy music playing. comes on, that sort of stuff. Yeah, right? just music. I mean, in, in, in my case, it probably would be stroboscope <laughs> lighting coming on an ACDC. Okay. Oh, no, okay, right, yeah. But other yeah. people are more cultured than I, and they would say, <laughs> nice dimmed lighting, jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. in the background, yeah. you know, etc. So yeah. that can be done. Hmm. Um, and this is not new anymore, but the point I'm making here is, again, Apple technology enables this type of feature of the home very easily because mm. it has an inbuilt platform into all in in all of its hardware which has always been there and develops with the developing needs of mm. the user and with the developing capabilities of the tech of the technology mm. and again you have apple sort of almost like infusing itself into every corner of our lives as mm. you said almost without us noticing it mm, mm. but i don't this almost sounds like nefarious but it isn't i actually think this is this is excellent and very cool very mm. enabling and um and the fact that the iphones and the technology with all its its 
other aspects which are developing around it seamlessly mm. work together mm. that uh, will certainly make Apple a contender for this type of everything mm. company which we are which we have invented in our chat today yeah I mean I think that obviously you could there's a strong argument that Google is kind of you know does the same has the same capability but I would argue that it's not as well stitched together as Apple's is. And there, I think that as a result, things could slip through. Um, and the, the, the functionality, you know, the practical, um, you know, execution of this functionality, I would wonder whether, we, whether it would be as good. At, and by the way, we're not sponsored by Apple. You know, um, I just, I just wonder whether it would be as trustworthy, not trustworthy, but you know, would it engender the same amount of confidence on there as it would with Apple, for instance? I I don't don't know. I can't speak to that. I mean, Google is another very trustworthy brand, isn't it? And Mm. but Google is slightly different. Um, Well, it's not slightly different; it's completely different because it is not basically a company which, which. Which originated as a as basically a PC company, a hardware mm. company, 20, mm. 30 years ago. Um, which sort of brings me to, to to my last sort of component, which I wanted to discuss here, which is competitor products or competitor uh, platforms. Because mm. and again, I can't I can't not talk about AI, mm. but I do it very briefly. Yeah. I, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. But thank you. Um, it's it's the G, it's uh, GPT is a large language model LLMs mm-hmm. as they're called and LLMs are now springing up everywhere. Amazon has one and mm-hmm. of course Google and etc. Um, now the next thing is going to be LLMs with plugins and I've mentioned this before. So you have GPT plugging into Wolfram Alpha to Ocado if you live in the UK. Well, which all of us do, of course, um, and let's say whatever, OpenTable and Expedia. And so mm. um, you can just basically say to GPT, especially if it's voice enabled, just do me five itineraries. I wish to go to Italy, etc. I think I've mentioned it last time, so I'm not going to repeat how this works. And then you get uh, five particular itineraries and you choose one and um, GPT or whichever other LLM you choose with this ability is going away and booking it all up for you and that's it, done. Mm, mm. Now, that's the sort of competitive feature and ability which will, I think, increasingly become a very potent competitor to Apple. Because Mm. everything which we have been developing here is Apple-enabled everything company. Mm, But mm. an AI with plugin capabilities and the next level AIs which mm. respond even more creatively to voice prompts or well, voice prompts or language prompts are going to offer pretty much the same thing. Mm. What they are not going to have is the hardware which enables them to run on it. Mm. I can't just mm. say to GPT, switch the light on. Actually, I, I, I can share with you guys, I've tried this recently. I said to GPT, mm can you bring my wife a cup of tea? And GPT said, as a large language model, I have no physical form. Mm. So I cannot bring a cup of tea to your wife. <laughs> I, cannot, 
I, it's, it's, it's a very polite uh, <laughs> AI, I have to say, because yeah. it went on to say, however, what I can do is I can offer you alternative courses of action. Yeah. For example, you can make a cup of tea for your wife yourself. And <laughs> <it> to her. <laughs> so what, what yeah, really, what, 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 chat, what chat GPT really wanted to say was, what are you asking me for? Go and do it yourself. Go and do it yourself. <laughs> Excellent. I love Expletive. that. Expletive. Yeah. That it, is good. It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the point, of course, is that, uh, yeah, so thank you very much, GPT, for informing me that you have no physical form. But that <laughs> is, of course, the issue. Uh, you have no physical form. Aha. But mm. Apple does. And mm. so that is, I think, the next level where... Mm. I have not seen overtly Apple being a potent force in the field of AI. It's it's the Amazons, Google, mm, Facebook, mm. etc. They're all playing in that field. I'm not mm. sure Apple is, mm. and if it is, possibly not to that extent. But my guess would be that that is going. That is where the journey is going to go next. That um, mm. Apple is going to produce. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Uh, present a, a hardware platform for these mm. type of applications as well. Mm. Mm. Well, well, there you go. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a what a place to end, I'd say. Um, yeah, I mean, it, absolutely fascinating um, as always. And I think that this is going to be something that continues to develop and actually needs needs to be focused on um i think before it just gets too big um to regulate and stuff but uh but anyway um thank you very much as always ralph for your yeah. amazing insights and thoughts um thank you very much for uh the listeners and viewers for uh, for listening and watching respectively and yeah you know i mean your, yeah. your phone is gateway to everything Indeed, really. everything. So thanks for listening. Can I just ask you guys to do a little petition for me and send it to Peter? Ralphie is still waiting for his Watson's Daily mug. mug yeah. Please send it to Ralphie. When you when you do, you can then put it put it on your shelf in the background. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, perhaps, I w- yeah. well, I would. I'm waiting for yeah. that. I, I yeah. would put this there. But unfortunately, my Watson's Daily mug as yet has no physical form. Uh, okay, fair enough mm. then. Yeah, it's okay. here. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say a bit like the chat GPT. But anyway, um, but there's no physical form. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> thank you very much. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Cool. We'll be, uh, we won't be back again next week. But no, we'll not next be week. We're missing a week, but we'll uh, come back again the following week. But anyway, thank you very much. Right. Thanks, See guys. Thank Bye. You. Bye.